Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the podcast ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramis, your host for today, and I'm speaking with Bob DeWay, Gospel of Grace's teacher and theologian and author of Critical Issues Commentary. Now, we are taking a little break from the Dutch Sheets series to discuss what it means to be led by the Spirit. Now, in CIC issue number 76, which you can find at the website cicministry.org, you ask three questions. Last week, we discussed the first one, which is, who are the sons of God? This week, we're going to discuss the second question, what does it mean to be led by the Spirit? And next week, we will discuss, where are the sons of God being led? So before we get into the topic for today, can you just give us a review of what we discussed last week? Yes, last week, we looked at the beginning of Romans 8 and pointed out that the only way this can be understood is that all Christians are the sons of God. Okay. And we showed that very clearly. And many people here claims that that's some special group of uh, people that really know how to be led by the Spirit or really not living according to the flesh or have some higher experience. But that's not possible based on the text itself. All right. We showed that. And so the conclusion then is that will lead us to this next section. There's no two-tier version of the have and have not Christianity taught here or anywhere else in Scripture. In other words, the ones that are not according to the flesh are Christians. Okay. Those who are in the flesh are hostile to God, and they're lost. Right. According to this terminology. So we answered the first question. Who are the sons of God? All who are born of God. Okay. All right. So the second question then is, what does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Well, in this article, issue 76, I have a lot of material. I would recommend getting that or printing a PDF, because it'll help you if you've been confused by this, and most people have. Okay. So we're looking at the Greek here. Let me read Romans 8.14. It says this, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, based on our categories that we learned last week, that means they're Christians. Okay. So therefore, all Christians are being led by the Spirit. Yes. This is very important. There's probably no one who's one of our listeners who hasn't been confused by this. Okay. Okay. Who are the sons of God? Christians. If you didn't hear last week's, make sure you listen to it. Romans 8, 14. All who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if the sons of God are all true Christians, then all true Christians are being led by the Spirit. Okay. Now, that means the most common definition of what it means to be led by the Spirit taught in evangelical circles and charismatic, Pentecostal, many, in fact, 
most Christianity believes that being led by the Spirit means learning how to hear the voice of God in some subjective sense. Absolutely. There was a local church here that this for the last year, for 2022, their theme for the whole year was led by the Spirit. But in hearing some of their messages, they weren't talking about being led by the Spirit in the way we were. It was about listening for the still small voice and responding to these promptings from the Holy Spirit. Right. But how are they going to understand this? Because we showed last week that the only way we can define the sons of God is Christians. Yes. Because everyone else is hostile to God. Right. So then well, all Christians are being led by the Spirit, not just the ones that listen to this still small voice. That's exactly what this is teaching. And I can show this from the Scripture itself. And I promise you, that for me, it was revolutionary to get this right. Okay. I promise you, you're not losing something. If All you right. take the Bible and believe it for what it says. And part of the reason why we are taking a break from the Dutch Sheets series was to respond to the claim that we have a deficient view of the Holy Spirit. Right. And as a matter of fact, the people who believe that they have to hear an inner voice to follow the Spirit, they're the ones with a deficient view. Yes. Listeners, if, you, if you've read this article... He very clearly shows that the Holy Spirit is leading us, and he will get us all the way to glory. Right. And I would challenge people that want to debate about this. Get the article. I'm willing for someone to prove this wrong exegetically from Scripture, not just from their feelings or religious philosophy. This is based on sound, clear exegesis of Scripture. Okay. No, I could have got gotten something wrong. Read it and tell us what's what we're doing wrong. I don't believe they can. Okay. All right. This is CIC issue seventy six, and people may wonder how to find that. Just get the little search box on our site. Type in issue seventy six. It'll come up. Yes. Okay. Now let me just show you the logic of this. Let's read Romans eight. 13 through 15. Okay. We just read 14. Let's look at the context. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, is it possible that a true Christian is going to die spiritually? Well, no. Well, that's where they're going to end up going with this if they follow this consistently. Let's keep reading. Okay. So if you're living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God, which we've proven, all yes. Christians. For, verse 15, you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Okay. So what are those verses saying? The word for is there three times. 
Yes. In my article, I marked it up and circled it three times, four, four, four. It's a logical construction and applies to everyone in the group being the sons of God. What are the sons of God like? They are not living according to the flesh. What are they like? They're being led by the Spirit. What's true about them? They've received a spirit of adoption as sons, which cries out, Abba, Father, which is relational. So all who believe the gospel, all who are born of God, all who are adopted into the family of God, these are the sons of God. They're the ones led by the Spirit. They're the ones who are not dying. They're the ones who have a relationship with God. Yes. And so people come through the speakers, the preachers, the TV preachers, the writers, the claims that they're going to teach you something. They're saying to people that if you don't have what we say you need, then you're lost and you're going to hell. Right. And it really causes a lot of people to stumble. Well, at first they think, oh, good, here's the secret. Now I'm just satisfied with my Christian life and things aren't going well. And there's so many troubles. Maybe this is the, the thing I need. I'll go to the glory meeting. I'll go to the Holy Ghost power meeting. Okay. Or whatever they call it. The deeper life meeting. The holiness meeting. The die to self meeting. Whatever it is to make you a higher order Christian. Okay. But this is passage is saying that if you do know Christ, you are already not in the flesh. You're already being led by the Spirit, and you have a relationship with God. Okay. So, what they gain at those meetings, whatever version of it, is a lack of assurance that they should have. Yes. So, the hotshot preacher never portrays himself as the one that's lacking something. Right. Okay. They're the ones who experience the true voice of God, and they get the miracle guidance, and they have stories to prove it, and so on and so forth. And ordinary Christians want to get that, but they end up with the same problems we all do living in this sinful world and think, I don't have it. I don't know. I must not know how to hear from God. Okay. So we have the unregenerate are the ones who are living by the flesh. Those who are born of God are being led by the Spirit. Right. The problem isn't, I'm not hearing the voice of God. The problem is, either you're alive or you're dead. Either or. All right. Now, in your article, you mentioned this Greek word, ago. Can you just explain that to us a little bit? Because it really helps to understand the concept of being led. Is really the key. Okay. And that's what helped me. I have to admit, I spent a big chunk of my life in a group that believed being led by the Spirit was learning how to hear the voice of God. Yes. The thing that liberated me from that is just studying the Scripture. Okay. A go means, look it up in the dictionary, bring or carry. All right. A go is a verb. It means bring or carry. Well, and that's bring or carry is a lot different idea than some little inner prompting. Right. Getting the voice of God or even learning how to access the realms of heaven or whatever. Okay. Uh, And I make a claim in this article. There is no special second blessing or other experience 
that puts sin to death once for all outside of the resurrection at the return of Christ. Yes. All of these claims are false. They're all false. Right. Okay. If you know Christ, then you have a relationship with God and you are going ultimately to glory. Okay. So Paul says that the spirit indwelt persons are, quote, being led by the spirit. Now, these are the sons of God, which is all Christians. Okay. And uh, I pointed out in the article, remember that in this context, the opposite of being led by the spirit is living according to the flesh, and those that do so die. They must die. Okay. So if you are not being led by the spirit, you're not adopted into the family of God, and you are living by the flesh, then at death, you're lost. Right. You don't go to be with the Lord because you don't even know him. Okay. And so being led means to bring or carry. So the title of this article that I wrote, by the way, 20 years ago, 2003, we're right now in 2023, is Carried by the Comforter. I love that title. Yeah, the 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 paraclete, the, the the Holy Spirit, God, the third person of the Trinity, carries his sons to glory. Wow. And we're not going to lose that because we don't have enough mystical capabilities or we fail to get an experience that some other Christian has or we fail to go to the right meeting or have some certain gift that others don't have. This okay is about all Christians. Yes. It always has been. It always will be. And there's no reason for the false teachers to keep getting it wrong. They could get corrected if they would just study the Bible. Right. And they get it wrong again and again and again. And they always harm the flock. Yes. Elders in the church are supposed to guard the flock. And so we shouldn't be allowing these false teachings into churches. Right. Because this is just flat out wicked. I don't care how nice, how funny, how charming, how enticing, how handsome, whatever these teachers are, they're false, they're wolves, and they're after your spiritual well-being. Yes. They're deceived. So here's a statement. I'll just cite it from the article. Okay. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is leading us in a lifetime process of putting to death the old deeds of the body. So far, nothing in the context would indicate that led by the Spirit means gaining revelations and subjective guidance. Right. It cannot mean that. Yes. And as, as we go farther through this article, you show how Paul uses this ago led to show that this is actually the Holy Spirit bringing us where we need to go. Can you just share a couple of those verses and then we will discuss the elitist view of being led by the Spirit? Sure. If you look at other uses of ago, alpha, gamma, omega, okay, okay in the Greek, Sometimes it means brought, okay? Okay. And for example, in 
Matthew 10, 18 and 19, and you shall even be brought a go before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. And so brought, and then it says, but when they deliver you up, which is another way of saying it, in other words, they're not giving you a subjective impression. I think I'll go over here in front of this king. <laughs> right. They're rested and brought. Okay. They're delivered up. And so uh, this is something that means bring or carry. Yes. Matthew 10, 18, 19. Look it up. It, it can't mean gaining subjective spiritual impressions. Right. Now let's look at Galatians 5.18. Okay. Which is a parallel passage to the one in Romans 8. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Romans 5.18. So what is Paul saying in Romans? That Christians are not under the law. Yes. If you look at Galatians, it's very clear that those who know Christ are not under the law of Moses. Okay. It's very clear that those who are Christians are not under the law of Moses. And so if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Again, all Christians. You don't have to get a subjective experience or some sort of a heavenly vision. Now, oh, I guess I'm not under the law now. Right. You're not under the law because you're born of God and you know Christ. And then here's another example, 1 Corinthians 12, 2. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the dumb idols, however you were led. A go is used twice. Okay. So when you're pagans, you're getting drug around in the darkness, being pulled to dumb idols. Yes. In your article, you say it denotes being under their idols' control, not gaining impressions from them. Right. Well, you might get impressions from them, but you're frankly in bondage to Satan when you're a pagan. Yes. So the context, the reality of Romans 8, everything that says in this chapter of the Bible, there's not a single imperative in Romans 8. Right. This is what God has done and is doing for Christians, and it's for our comfort. Now, when we change it to mean gaining special experiences that make us spiritual Christians as opposed to carnal Christians, then we are missing the entire point. We're being deceived, and we've just opened ourselves up to be abused by false teachers. Okay, so before we go on, can you just give us a quick one-sentence summary of the elitist view of being led by the Spirit? The elitist view is something you have to learn how to do after you become a Christian by gaining something that you don't already have. All right. Now, it seems pretty clear to me that this is not what Paul is talking about, but you've got some more good observations in this article. Is there something you want to bring out before we run out of time? Okay. Being led is a very strong term. It's not a, a, a term like, I think God might be telling me something. Okay. Or I had this experience and I, I didn't used to be led, led by the Spirit. Now I am. No, 
It's true, and it's a powerful term, not a weak one. Let me show you this from Hebrews 2.10, okay? Okay. Now, again, led is a strong term for the activity of the Holy Spirit bringing us somewhere. So Hebrews 2.10, for it was fitting for him, talking about Christ, for whom are all things and through whom are all things, and bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. Speaking about Christ and us, Hebrews 2.10. So bringing sons to glory is using a go, led. Okay. So, dear ones, if you are an adopted son or daughter of the Lord, and he's bringing you to glory through Christ, and the Holy Spirit is carrying you to glory, Christ is interceding, the Holy Spirit's interceding for you, we will end up in glory. Yes. Okay, so that's Hebrews 2.10. So being led by the Spirit doesn't mean, I think God's telling me something. It means he's carrying us, the Comforter, God the Spirit is carrying us all the way to glory. That's uh, what God's doing. And we'll talk about that more in the next section when we get to it. But I want to make a statement here as we conclude answering the second question. Okay. Being led by the Spirit. He's being carried or brought. I want to address the accusation that we're somehow having a deficient view of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And let me read some something I wrote about this in this article. 20 years ago, I wrote the article. There's nothing deficient about believing in the deity of the Holy Spirit, the sovereignty of God, and the powerful work of the Spirit in the life of every believer. Now, let me cite what we've learned here. This is from the article. Consider, besides being led, consider all the other things Romans 8 has told us the Spirit does. He indwells all believers, verse 11. He will resurrect all believers, verse 11. He enables us to put to death sinful deeds, verse 13. He causes us to be adopted as sons. Verse 15, he gives us a witness within that we are God's children. Verse 16, he calls us to long for glorification. Verse 23, he intercedes for us. Verse 26, he brings us to glory and conformity to the image of Christ. Verses 28 through 30. In the midst of these strong statements about the Holy Spirit's powerful and sovereign work in the life of every believer, are we to believe that verse 14 means that the Spirit is trying to give us subjective guidance, but only certain elite Christians figured out how to hear the guidance and follow it? Wow. That interpretation is so patently absurd that I have to wonder that if these teachers even bother to look these things up. Right. I mean, just thinking about it logically, which is the deficient view? The view that God is sovereignly, through the power of the Holy Spirit, leading his people onto glory, 
or a Holy Spirit that needs us to figure out secret mystical impressions in order to somehow get ourselves somewhere. Or have some special uh, experience that you gain at a meeting that somebody holds. Right. It it seems to me that they have the needy God that has us have to figure it out. Right. And then you need these guys or ladies, whoever's doing it, their books, their meetings. You have to keep going, trying and trying. And then when you never end up where they look like they are, the end of life, as I've been a Christian for 50 years, and a lot of elderly people were with me when we were hearing these sort of things. At the end, they feel when they're very, very old, they still feel like they failed. Yes. And no you know, one should go through that. I, I'm i here and we're here through Critical Issues to help you know that dear saints should not be treated this way. They should be given comfort, not browbeat into believing they're deficient because they're not like the hotshot preacher. Right. And one thing I've noticed, uh, if you say things like Dutch Sheets on Facebook, all of a sudden your feed is full of all of these sponsored ads. And so now I get every prophet and apostle imaginable showing up in my Facebook feed. And they're all selling tickets to their miracle meetings. Okay, well, friends, yeah, I know. It's the sad. miracles of God are not for sale. Guess what? When we get done with this Romans 8 interlude, three of them, we're going to go back and see what Dutch Sheet says about Romans 8. Yes. It should be utterly shocking. It's so pathetic. Right. So um, here's the conclusion of this section. We're answering the second question. Okay. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? And I just laid out what we're being told in the in the New Testament in Romans 8. The context and grammar show that this interpretation of subjective guidance or special revelations or higher order experience, that's what we're talking about, is an error grossly contrived and far from Paul's thought. Okay, Paul isn't telling us any of this. Yes. It's contrived by religious innovators who are harming the flock of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's a serious sin. Okay. They're not pious. They're not perfected. They're not powerful. They are in sin, and they refuse to repent, and they don't even have the willingness to interact with what the truth is. They don't even want to talk about it. Right. See, I don't, I'm not, I, those guys like me here, I'm, they're too negative. We don't go there. We're just going to tell you what the Lord says. So they won't even interact with the scriptures themselves because they have no case. They cannot prove what they believe. And therefore, if you go to scripture alone, and the priests of every believer, they know they're going to lose everything they're doing because no one would listen to them. Right. Okay. So I have a therefore to close this section. Therefore, being led by the Spirit means that God, the Holy Spirit, brings us along toward God's purposes for us. He carries us to our proper destination. That we will get there is assured by his sovereign work in our lives. 
We will get there, and we'll find out where that is. Let me give you a foretaste. Conform to the image of Christ, participating ultimately in the resurrection. All right. Amen. We are out of time for this edition of Critical Issues Commentary Radio. You can access this episode and many others, as well as years worth of articles at the website, cicministry.org. While you're there, click on contact and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We want to encourage you all to stand firm in one spirit with one mind and strive together for the faith of the gospel. For Critical Issues Commentary, this is Jessica Kramis and Bob DeWay. We'll see you next week.